Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Everyone deserves a chance in the driver's seat. For GM and Revolt, that means leading the way on the road to an all-electric future and envisioning a world with zero crashes, zero tailpipe emissions, and zero congestion. GM's committed to making EVs accessible for everybody. That means you too. So what are you waiting for? GM's got the keys. You grab the wheel. Learn more about an all-electric future and the 000 initiative at GM.com. GM, everybody in. What up, world? It's DJ Swamp Izzo. And now you get to jump off the porch with me on Dirty Glove Bastard. All right, so we got the legendary DJ Swamp finally, Izzo. Finally, finally, finally. Finally jumping finally, off the man. porch finally. with us today, yeah, man. Yeah, man, for sure. Yes. You ready? I'm, yeah, I'm band ready, man. I'm ready, man. So it's how time. you feeling today, man? Man, I'm excited, man. This is a long time coming. I know we were going back and forth with a date, yeah. but I felt like it's time now. You know what oh, I mean? Absolutely. It's time now. You got this single going crazy. It's yeah. perfect timing yeah. right now, man. Thank, thanks to the streets, man. Thanks for the streets. Yeah, for sure. All right, so you're originally from South Carolina, right? Yeah, Walterboro, yeah. Walterboro. Walterboro. Okay, I've had a couple rappers City. from Walterboro. So for real? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The home. So, the home. So what was your childhood like? What were you into as a kid coming up in Walterboro? Um, basic childhood, man. Basic childhood. Um, family rich, you know what I mean? Had um, a bunch of motorcycles and horses and giraffes and shit around the house. You know, basic <laughs> shit, you know what I mean? Just basic shit growing up in the hood, you know what I mean? Nah, I was just fucking with you, man. You know, you, we're gonna have fun with this. Listen, man, just a basic growing up in the hood, man. Um, Carolina's super Super wild, but back then it was a lot of money getters. So I was grew, I grew up around a lot of hustlers. Okay. A lot of hustler guys who just wanted to get a lot of money. Yeah. It's basic. When would you say you jumped off the porch then? How old were you? 14-15. 14-15, I jumped off the porch and started dibbling and dabbling. Um, scoring right up the street, which was um I was on the Chase Lounge side, so there's a major club over there that everybody used to hang at. And I used to want to just hang out there. And I still want to DJ, so I was DJing in the actual club at an early age. Oh, really? Yeah, I was Back DJing. when you were 14? Yeah, sneaking in there. I just went to the owner. I always asked the DJ, and he was like, get out of my face, you're too young. <laughs> so one day I went to him, and I was like, yo, I DJ for free. And he was like, what? Get in here. It's like, <laughs> so I was DJing in there for the old people. Like, he was, Dancing, shooting, stabbings, and everything. I'm still in there, sneaking out the house, going to DJ. Yeah, for real, for real, real life. Like, it was dope though. It's interesting. It's so exciting because every night it was something crazy went on. So I DJ, real crazy music. Back, you know what I mean? Back in them days, and it'll be a fight or a shootout. But at the end, everybody used to slow drag. Oh really? Crazy. The after the fight, after the stabbing, police. Paramedics outside, but it'd just be slow dragging. Like, it's like weird growing up. Like, <laughs> weird growing up for them type people back in the days. That's wild right there. Word. Were there any DJs you looked up to when you first started? Like, that kind of maybe inspired you to want to try out? I always kick a pre Ron G, okay. you know, those guys. Um, Red Alert, of course. Just listen to the radio and my brothers and them back in the days, like, putting me onto the music. Yeah. When did you move to Bandcamp? Bankhead, 2000, 
I don't know, 2015, I think, 2000, yeah, 2000, no, 2004, 2005. Okay. 2004, 2000, like right around the, um, the surges of the born homes, the shorty lows. That was, that was me creeping. Yeah. That was me creeping into, you know what I mean? On the low, I was behind the scenes of it. Mm-hmm. Scream, with my partner Scream, you know what I mean? We was just controlling everything. He was putting out the mixtapes and I was just on the road with the artists. Okay. So were you taking uh, DJing serious back then? Definitely not. We're still in the streets and all those guys are streets. So the music you was hearing on the major, on the radio the, um, was more of a commercialized music, but they was putting out real dungeon music. Yeah. Especially for Shirley Lowe, he was putting out real, real dungeon rap that yeah. a lot of it didn't make it to the mainstream, but mm-hmm. it was killing the streets in the South. When did you realize the type of impact that they were putting on the, you know, putting on to the, the music scene at that time? I think um, they know. I think they know was the one that really stuck outside okay. of 285, outside of Georgia. Yeah. Starts sweeping down to Carolinas and Tennessee's and Alabama's, Florida. Then it started rising. So when music down south rises, mm-hmm. up north, Virginia, Maryland, Baltimore, DC, New York, you got something. You got something for it. You have a story about Lowe you can share with us? I got a million stories, man. <laughs> a lot of people don't know Rest in Peace Shorty Lowe. Um, his death anniversary was the other day, but yeah. um, a lot of people don't know how much. He was a real comedian. This dude was the, this dude played so much, bro. Shout out to Shirley, Rest in Peace Shorty Lowe. He played, like right now, he could be having an interview and he'll just be playing with the people in the background. He, he never serious. He was never serious. I never like, until something happened, but he was, I never witnessed that. I was around him so much. He was real serious. He was a funny person, bro. Funny, like we riding, if we going on the road, or we in an airport, he can't even just be still. He'd just be kicking your foot or throwing ice somewhere. He just like clowning so much, bro. So he's a, he was a real funny dude, man. Rest in peace, low, bro. Absolutely. What's his legacy in Bankhead? Oh, yeah, man. One of, um, one of the top dogs, or one of the underdogs who made it. One of, you know, like, like they always say, one of us from the streets. You know I mean, who really made it without too much of a talent. You know, that's when you make it in the music business and you're really not a rapper, you really accomplish something. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You really accomplish something, you step into this world and you get a big record. Oh, yeah. That's when you really accomplish. So he's, you know, one of the street, street dudes, one of the guys who regular, you know what I mean? Regular dudes. Yeah. Long live low, man. Long live low, for sure. So what was it like spending that club Crucial back then? Oh man, you did your research. Choose yes, Crucial, man. I've been to Crucial six, seven years. The birth of my brand at itself and of course the birth of Shorty Low brand. You know what I mean? That's where it started at. Um, a little bit of Shop Boys and everybody else behind it. I broke a lot of records in there. Young Scooter, um, beginning the, the thug and cash out and a lot of the, the okay. rich kids and Drow and a lot of those guys, that was me. I was in Crucial, just yeah. going crazy, going crazy. And the owners, that's when, before, when Tip had it, it was a lot leady. I like, just go, just bananas. He was like, just go crazy. And you know, Derek took it over and it, same thing. They just let me fly. They just let me be me in the club. Yeah. So it was going crazy, just like artists come up and I felt like they had what it take. I gave him a shot of a lifetime. Hmm. A shot of a lifetime for free. Just gave him a shot like, let's work. For real, for real. What, what all goes into actually breaking a record? Because a lot of people think it's just being the first one to spin it, but I know there's a lot more to it than that. 
my definition of breaking a record is somebody who will play it constant because somebody's always never hearing it. Mm -hmm. So that guy who's breaking the record, he's like, he's been on it for a year or two. That's breaking the record because it's always somebody, especially if you win one club, it's kind of a little harder. But if you're building that momentum and you got that kind of spark at that one club, they got to come to you. So the more you play it, the more you're breaking it. So you're really breaking it because when they come to Bankhead and one of the infamous clubs, Crucial, they heard this sound. I had this one sound. And then next door you had the Pool Palace, Steve Rock, oh, yeah. and they had that sound. Mm -hmm. But when you was in the flame, you had, I mean, when you were in the Crucial, you got that street. Yeah. You got that street. When you walk through the doors, you feel it's just a whole different environment. Yeah, both of those clubs, uh, the Pool Palace and Crucial, got that. Uh... T-Rock was over there shaking. <laughs> and I used to, trust me, I used to try to get in there. But T-Rock, he had this, oh man, he had, he had a whole nother, I don't, I don't even understand the style of DJ he had, but he had something or something special that he broke a crazy records over there. Oh yeah, absolutely. So I couldn't get over there, so shout out to Big Quint. Like, and Vince, they pulled me over at Crucial and I created a whirlwind. Absolutely. I created a whirlwind because I was just like, I'm in the streets every day, so I'm like, you don't even have to have the talent. If I could just hear a little bit of it, I'm taking a shot on it. Yeah. And that's where you get the, the young scooters and the thugs and mm -hmm. futures and K camps and the Rallos and the, you know what I mean? And so many. Yeah. I'm just taking a shot before they got four songs. I'm taking a shot when they got one song. Mm -hmm. I'm playing low when he had one song, one song, one song. He was like just playing around. He just really wasn't even taking it serious. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, you got one because stuntman of D4, he was the guy, him and he had this little crew called Chopper Family. So I was really focused on them. He was putting out the mixtapes. Okay. But Lowe was like, oh, what y'all doing? Put out mixtapes. He was like, I want to do one. But he had no song, so <laughs> trust me, like, I was like, you know, just amazed. He was just grinding. I was all. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba -da -ba -ba -ba. Always hear him, hear his name mm -hmm. without rap. I'm like, oh, he rapping? That's crazy. Yeah. This guy rapping? Oh, that's crazy. Because yeah. he was already. A, he was already that guy, that guy, guy, like name ring bells on this one street. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Like, for real, like, for real. Yep. How long you been at Blue Flame now? I've been in the Flame a couple of years, man. Seven, eight years in the Flame. Started in a couple. <laughs> yeah, started one night on a Wednesday. Shout out to Marco Diamond, shout out, started one night. I switched to Boost Mobile and got a free Samsung Galaxy A23 5G phone. Want to know the best part? Uh, it was free? Nope. The fact that it's on America's largest 5G networks? Nope. It's the ding. Oh, yeah. Love the ding. Right? It's all about the ding. It's the dingarooski, the dingarona, the ring-a-ding-ding. Unleash your power to save with Boost. Get a free Samsung Galaxy A23 5G phone when you switch. Boost Mobile. Unleash your power. And the ding. Limited time offer. New customers only. Available on select networks. 5G not available everywhere. One device per line. Tax excluded. Additional restrictions apply. See your local Boost Mobile store for details. And you know I'm coming in. I'm coming in just taking over. So on my first night there, I tried it. Not knowing nothing about the strip. I was never a strip club dude. So went in there and tried it and just did me. And they was like, could you come back tomorrow? <laughs> so when I came back the next day, I came back with posters. Flyers. 
You walk in the front door, I had an eight-foot poster. I'm trying to take over. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to really take over. So I had so much promotional stuff. And then I'm telling the people in the streets, like, I'm right up the street now. Mm -hmm. I'm right up the street. So it's just gradually bringing the people. So the club owner had to make it bigger. So if you've ever been to the Flame, you notice it's bigger now. Oh, yeah. I, they had to make, I'm bringing that much energy into that club. It's been there 30 years, but it's a whole nother, <laughs> since I've been there, it's a whole nother energy and a whole nother, you know what I mean? A whole nother vibe. You walk in the flame because it's not just the normal. I'm bringing a party vibe to what you're seeing in these clubs. I don't want to say I'm the creator of that, but when you walk in a regular club now, it's like dancers mm -hmm. in regular clubs. Yeah. I was bringing that to the flame then. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I feel that. Yeah, talk about, you know, strip clubs' um, impact on breaking these so many songs here in Atlanta, man. It's, it's a huge part of the culture. Yeah, because everybody's running to the excitement. You know, strip club is more, strip club is like a two-for-one price. When you walk in a regular club, you're just there to dance and party. Mm -hmm. Strip club, you get entertainment and you can party and dance. So it's like a two-for-one deal, so most people are coming to have, it's more fun now, it's more, it's the new thing, it's the new, I don't know what to call it, but I kind of brought that vibe to it, so the records are the same thing as I was doing at Crucial, I'm doing it two times as much now at these strip clubs because this is where everybody's coming to regardless, mm -hmm. they'll skip past a club, like if anybody want to hang out there, they'll be like, we're going to go to a club and dance, most clubs ain't even set up to dance, they're all sectioned out. Yeah. You come, you come get some entertainment for the same amount, you know what I mean? So that's what it is. I'm just doing the same thing I was doing in them hole in the walls and them trailers. Yeah, man. So you forgot about that. I was starting in the trailers. Mm. You forgot about that. Yeah. Started in the, I started in a backyard, really. Really? DJing in a backyard, like for real. Yeah. Out of a window, out of my mother's window. When she go to work, I'm out there sneaking parties in the back. Yo, come over here and listen to me DJ. You know what I mean? For real, for real. That's hard. And what I like about the flame is like all the top rappers, they got to swing by there. They come by and they show love they too. They come by and show love. They come by. I seen Kevin Gates there, uh, what, a year ago, two years Kevin, ago? <laughs> Kevin Gates, Dave Chappelle. Yep. Dave Chappelle came in. I was crying the whole time. I couldn't even DJ. <laughs> Dave Chappelle, Michael Blackston. Oh my God. This is like, that's the hardest time to DJ when comedians come in because they just interrupt the whole you know, it's a whole vibe, and then they just take the mic, and then everybody be crying in the club. Be like, oh man, <laughs> David Chappelle, one funny guy, bro, crazy. That's crazy. wild. But every rapper I can think of in the city has came through the flame, and you can hear it in their music because mm -hmm. they talk about it so much. So, so shout to shout to all the rappers, shout to the flame. Yeah. So, how far back does your relationship with Scream and Hood Rich go? Oh man, almost like a year or two after I touched down. I was just running around the city, and I'm just taking all parties, as much parties as I can. If you got $30, I'm DJing it. <laughs> no cap, like, I didn't DJ parties with that, I just didn't get paid. And I was just trying to change the, my old person, the old person I used to be. So I'm trying to translate from the streets to a DJ, and I'm like, I'm gonna have to take a lot of bumps. So it's, I've been cleaning the parties, I was promised this, DJ, and the promoter's gone. <laughs> Before the club is over, the promoter's gone, I'm like, oh. But just take that bump and roll and just building enough speed and Rip coming to me, telling me this idea about this hoodrich thing and what they stand for and what they believe in. You're like, yo, it's kind of the definition of what we're talking about, hoodrich. So I see any of you 
came to my crib. I ain't had nothing in there. He sat on the floor and he started just listening. And I was working on Young Scooter mixtape. Okay. I'm working on this mixtape, not knowing what I'm doing, but I'm working because I'm emulating the people I listen to, Kid Capri's and those guys. Yeah. So I'm just emulating, saying what they saying, you know what I mean, in my way on these mixtapes. And he's like, that ain't yelling, but it's dope. It's cool. I'm like, so what do I do? How do I adjust it? Because I don't even know how to adjust mixing and mic. I don't, I'm just freestyling. He's like, just leave it like that. So the first mixtape I ever did was Young Scooter, Plug Talk. Oh, really? So do your research. The first mixtape ever was Young Scooter, Plug Talk. And it was always a guy who was with in the studio in the corner. But he had songs of Scooter, but he was over there. But they was just going, Scooter was going through the songs. He was like, yeah, I'm gonna put this on here. Matter of fact, put this on here. Listen to it real quick, Izzo. And I listened to it and it was Future. So if you go back and do your research, the first song on Scooter's mixtape starts with Future. It's not crazy, I was ahead of my time. Couldn't even believe it. I was just like, this song is crazy. It's called Real Diamonds. I was like, this is gonna be the first song. And he was like, why? I was like, don't do it. But the first song on Scooter's first ever mixtape, I started with Future. You knew back he then. He rapped first. Yeah. And then he had this other name. So I was like, it gotta be crazy, you gotta say it different. So his first drops was The Future. That's what he was calling himself. Cause I'm like, he had some other name. I was like, he was saying something else. And I was like, man, we doing this mixtape, bro. It gotta be crazy. It gotta be crazy. Like, you gotta say it like, because they wasn't into drums, these street guys. Mm -hmm. So they not into what I'm into is DJs. So they just want me to just talk over it and give it to them. I'm like, nah, you gotta interact with me. You gotta give me drops. And they were like, come on, why would you rather do it? Just go in the booth. They probably didn't even know what a drop was. Yeah, so they in the booth. So Future saying a lot. I'm like, man, I gotta sell, man, you got a crazy name, bro. It gotta be crazy. Cause he was me head. I'm like, you gotta be crazy. He was like, yo, it's the kid, kid. The future. It's like, ooh. Keep it. <laughs> Mixtape. So if you ever pick that up, if you can find it, Plug Talk Young Scooter. I don't even think that one's online, is it? Just come on, man. We're gonna, we, got, we got some work. I have been with some work. I've been putting in some work, for real, for real. Yeah. But Plug Talk Young Scooter, future, first on there. Yeah. What's it like working with Scooter? Because I know you've done almost every tape. That's like, you Scooter, know, that's, man. that's my man. That's my blood. That's, you know, that's my everything, my heart. So he didn't even want to do music. I feel like he still doesn't want to do music. He don't want to do music. I, I'm going to say this on camera. He's going to be mad, but I conned him into do music. <laughs> he didn't, yo, he thought rap was, still is the lamest thing in the world. And I don't even want to curse. He thought it was the lamest, the lowest thing you could be. Because he's so caught up in where we come from. You know what I mean? Where we come from. So it's, it's like, I'm like, bro, I want to do the DJing, but I need a rapper that I have, you know what I mean? I can control and I can, like, come on, bro, just say a verse or just here, I wrote this, just say this, like something. But he was just, he always was living in his mind better than a rapper. So he like, I got everything and more that my friends that rap got. So it was harder to convince. So one day he came to me and like, I got it. I was like, what, what you got? A song. <laughs> stopped everything, stopped my life, stopped Earth. And I just, you know what I mean? Started forming everything around him and his brain. Yeah. 
but he was still caught up in the streets, so he going in and out of jail. So he put projects out, but he still wasn't serious. You know what I mean? You know how it's hard when you put that project out with that artist, and they still, he's rapping, but I, I know him. He's not no rapper at all. Like you say, still to this day, he's not no rapper. He's make good music. Well, he makes great music, man. But he would be one of the top rappers in the game if he took it could serious. Always be, always, but he's not a rapper. So then I, that same element, I'm using, I'm still dreaming. And they introduced me. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba da ba ba ba. To this dude on Cleveland Avenue. Now, this is where the, the world turns. Because I got Scooter going crazy, street lottery. Classic. Streets. Classic. Name is Ringing Swamp. Scooter. Ringing. And then it's this dude from Cleveland Avenue. Same element. Don't want to rap, but can rap. Amazingly rap, but don't want to rap. In the streets. So I meet him. Guys introduce me to him. I meet him. He's nonchalant. Play the music, mind blown. He not even bopping his head to the music. He have no, like, no concern over the music. So I'm listening, I'm like, but I'm looking at him, he like this, like, like, we, we leaving yet? What is this, who is this dude? Like, who is this guy? Why are we sitting here with him? Like, you literally look like that, like, and I'm going. At State Farm, we're committed to uplifting black futures. In collaboration with organizations like 100 Black Men and National Urban League, State Farm provides high school students with the opportunity to learn and apply best practice strategies for saving and investing, all while offering academic support, life skills, and exposure to college access programs to prepare these students for life after high school. Check out 100blackmen.org and nul.org to donate and learn more. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Through songs, I'm skipping because I'm trying to find a song that I don't like because I like it. So, I'm, and it's like this is a mixtape we're gonna do. I'm like, give me a song that I don't like because it's not him. He's not bopping his music. I know, he's not talking, so I don't. I can't hear his voice to even compare if this him. And then we leave out and we talk, and he's like, bro, I wanna fuck with you, bro. I'm like, bro, so what, what we doing? What we doing? He's like. I'm going to tell you in a minute, jump in the car with me. We riding, and then he breaks it down. And this guy jumped up. So he breaks the story, him, the real story. So that's why you hear me so excited on the first Young Thug take. <laughs> I came from nothing. Because now I got this guy with me every day in the car, and he taking me to his hood, Cleveland Avenue, and I'm, he, he wants this to be serious, so he introduced me to his family. Still to this day, he got love for his family, his sisters, his mom, everybody. He introduced me to his meaning, like, Swamp, I want you to understand this this much. But the music is so big. So when we dropped the first mixtape, the world didn't get it. So that's the downside to success. 
is you got to take that loss that you don't even know it's a win because nobody liked it. They started comparing him to some people. It he was so trying, different than what was coming was out of the trying to sound like, ooh. Yeah. And I'm like, no, listen to what he's saying because I come from the school of lyricism and rapping and I used to rap. So I'm listening to him and he, he's so unorthodox and he's rapping on songs, high low notes, melody, lyrics, switching. The vibe, holding a whole song by something like. So I said, all right, this is what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna take him on Bankhead with my other guys. 2K, I'm taking him on Bankhead. I want him to sit there. I want him to rock out with these guys. Let me see, let me see if it's for real. So on YouTube, documenting it. Hit record, play this, record this. It's unbelievable. I'm telling the world about Young Thug, they like, get out of my face. I don't want to hear it. It's take one, so we go back and do take two. Mm -hmm. We get MTV top five mixtape. So now we're getting accolades, but still nobody's really getting it. They're getting it, but I could tell they get it because I'm playing. I'm still, you know, never stopping the club. Still in the club, but they, I think, wop, wop, killing it. OJ, they, they got the sound, but we dropped this third one. It was over with then. The intro. The intro. I was in LA with Thug, and we did an interview, just chopping it up. Two hours talked about it. It's recently, because I wanted to see if he still remembered. He remembered every moment, which was, I can die after that, you know what I mean? Just working with that project. Yeah, came from nothing. Three, he, the intro. So go back, do your research, just listen to the intro. Part three, came from nothing. That's when I knew. So. And 1017 Thug, that, that was out of here too. That was, that was already, when he did the, when he reached out to Goo Wop, that it solidified it, you know what <laughs> I mean? Cause that's the stamps, that's the solidified it like the hard work paid off for Atlanta. But that three was, that's, the three was my baby. Me and Scream teamed up. The Scream is a powerhouse mm -hmm. mixtapes. We screamed, we teamed up and did 1017 when he was with Goo Wop. So now Thug is in a 285 Atlanta household name, like, oh, yeah. like everybody gets it. And then he surges over to Stunner. And you know, that's the biggest house on the planet. <laughs> so and then here we are today. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, talk to me, man. Come Rallo, on, man. talk man. to me, man. What's Fan up? American gangster, man. Fan American gangster. What did you think of Rallo and his music um, when he first started rapping? No, Rallo, like you know, it's nephew. So I'm gonna tell a story. Rallo called me and said, "Oh, I'm gonna do this music. I want you to do my mixtape." I want to be the biggest mixtape in the world. I said, all right, you got some music? No, I'm about to have the music though. That's him just, he always seen the future, just thought his, you know, thought his whole life out. So, um, Free Rallo too. He just wanted to do it bigger and he wanted to tell it from the street aspect of how it came from, where he came from and how it used to be. The streets 
and the music is not the same. He was raw. He telling the truth word for word on them songs. He put his heart into those songs. So the first mixtape we did was two shock value. It was two shock value. Besides his high pitched voice. Yeah, a lot of people couldn't get past that. I remember that when it came out. Besides that, if you listen to anything he said, it was too much of shock value. It was too real for TV. Rollo was in the beginning was too real for TV. And then he started, the second we started getting it and dumbing it down. But the first ever phone call he ever called me, he said, I want to do a mixtape, on. I want to do you, I want to be the biggest, I want to do you and DJ Khaled. Call Khaled. <laughs> Swear to God, I was like, bro, what are you talking? What the, what kind of person? I want you to do you and DJ Khaled, the first mixtape. Big, I want it to be the biggest mixtape ever. I'm like, yo, now you tripping. Like, we let's at least, you know what I mean? Khaled is a big bracket. Like, let's 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 get some songs. Let's get something going first. He was like, no. So, you know what I mean? Eventually we put it out there. You see, he did one with Khaled Stills. You know what I mean? So it's crazy. Rollo always foresee. Right now to this day, I'll talk to him. Like, he's ready to put a mixtape out. He dropping projects while he's still buying them oh, all yeah. too. He's got that much music too. Yeah, yeah, he got a lot of music. He's been working. He was really trying to get into the mold. But understanding it, and once he learned the business, now he's at that point where I can sit down and be comfortable with the music. Yeah. So free ride, little man. Shout out to Absolutely, you, man. man. Yeah. So how did the whole Rich Gang situation come about? Rich Gang started like when I was born in New Orleans, and then I was born in Birdman. We came out at the same time, and a bird came out and dropped down the baby. You want that story, or you want yeah, the real story? <laughs> no, I'm just playing. <laughs> nah, man, Stunner. Man, shout out to Stunner, man. You already know, man. The big dog, the biggest bird, reached out to me with this idea that I couldn't refuse. Opportunity of a lifetime to put all my hard-earned work on a major platform and use my great friends at it. So he had this vision, 2015, 14. You got to thank Thug is over there. Thug is a stunner. I'm not there yet. Thug is with Stunner. Scooter's over there. Scooter did Rich Gang, you know, the um, Columbia remix oh, with yeah. Stunner. Mm -hmm. so all my little seeds. And Quan, you did Quan's first mixtape too. Yo, all my little seeds somehow are growing around Stunner. So it only makes sense. Yo, where's this coming from? It's coming from Swamp Rizzo. What? Who? Where? Yo, this guy. When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. Still over there. Today is like a beautiful day because still to that seven years ago, what he told me, because I talked to him for like six hours. I was at Thug birthday party. Bro, he was talking and, and Stunner, he talks low, so you got to really pay attention or you'll miss it. Talked to me for like six hours, but everything he said back then is still the same thing today. So a man keep his word is like, you know what I mean, the utmost respect for me. Yeah. Double salute, Stunner, you already know.
Absolutely. You see what he's doing out here for me right now. No, like, definitely, man. No. So, yeah, you guys just dropped this new record. Yeah, Three man. cell phones. Oh, man, real Show life, man. Real ahead. life, real life. It man. ain't real just life. a song. Let no, him know. It's man. a lifestyle. For real, for real, yeah. <laughs> nah, for real. You got to believe in what you're doing. You got to do what you're doing. So, nah, the new record out right now, Three Cell Phone Future, gave me a blessing of a lifetime. Um, gave me like six, seven records to choose from. Oh, really? Yeah, but I just wanted to um, jump into this new stage of life. But I wanted to give it that feel like how I felt Future. So I want people to feel like how I felt Future when I first heard it. So it's going to be rugged. It's going to be, you know, it's not going to be digital. It's going to be analog. So if it's, it's going to be that rugged feel because DJs be like, oh, it don't sound. I want to be cleaner. I'm like, no, oh, I'm not even clean. Like, I wanted to be, you know what I mean? I didn't want Future to wear the jury of the video. Like, what it to be, oh, but you know what I mean? That's why we got Brandon came through and gave me a visual of a lifetime. Shout out to Brandon. He gave me a visual. I think we tried to shoot that video like three days in a row. It rained. It was all kind of elements like trying to stop it, but he came out with the cameras, man. And you see that video, it's crazy. Man. Yeah. And that everyone pulled up too. Birdman in there. Birdman, Doug, Doug pulled up. 42 Doug. Shout out to 42 Doug. He pulled up. A lot of them came. A lot of little secrets, man. Behind the scenes, I'm going to sp sprinkle it out a little bit. It's a lot of people that didn't get to make the video, but the final cut, but they was there to support. The streets came out. It was like, for real, for real. There's a lot of people in, that came out to support the video. Yeah. On BET Jams. BET Jams. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, whole Cash Money family. We working. working. Sure. We just starting, though. We just starting. Today is the first day. I'm not counting when it came. Today is the first day. <laughs> so whenever this airs, that's the first day. There it is. So are you planning, like, to do a project, or are you kind of just focus on just dropping singles now? You forgot about the movies? I'm on my Denzel. You can't see what I look like? I'm on my Denzel. I'm getting into movies. I just did... How many movies I shot, bro? I, I seen that on last interview. How many movies I shot, bro? Yeah, four movies. Yeah, I got four <laughs> movies. I'm working on movies. I mean, nah, man. Single. Next single. Something. I don't want to give it away. You got something. can't give them too much, man. Something. I got Future, one of the number one artists on the planet right now. It's only Future and Drake. That's the family. Of course. So that's here. So my next level has got to be there. There. It's going to be there. Just hold it right there. Just think about this for a minute, world. Just think about this. Everybody, and, and if you're sitting home or you're on your phone, just think about this. I dropped this record with Future. What do you think I'm going next? Just put that, just think that for a second. Matter of fact, put it on pause. Think about it. Yes, I'm going that far. Come on, play it again. I'm going that far, world. It's going to be that big. You can't go down. It's got to keep going up. Yeah, I'm not going. I don't even. I don't even know people that's that low. Even my my young guys, Spanky and all, Pedaman, they is the big artists. So I can't even go lower. They same competition. Even if I go back to Carolina and get Tez and RC, the Southern Dogs. <laughs> even if I go back to get them guys, or if I go to New York and get my other guys, you know what I mean, Dre. It, it, I got some. You know what I mean. Got some heavy hitters, man. Yeah. Can we see, can we expect some more of these Break Bread interviews, man? I love these shits, man. Break, oh, you went to my podcast, Break Bread with Swamp Izzo. I want to still do it, Shop to Kill's Kitchen. I wanted to, um, in my mind state, me and Scream go back and forth about this. I, um, I wanted to give that Carolina feel, so I got with Kill's Kitchen, which is from Carolina. I just wanted to shoot this. Everything is kind of spiritual and, you know what I mean? And, and it got some, some real connection to it while I'm doing it, but. We're going to get back at it. Kells, open back up so we can get it going. Mm. 
Get it back. Let's get it back going, Kells. They're telling you right now. Let's get it back going. Break Brave Swamp is on. Yeah, and I'm going to try to have um, next guy, Drake or something. Get Drake on there. <laughs> there Drake, go. have you seen this? <laughs> Stop. Call the other phone, Drake. Uh, before we get you out of here, what's okay. some advice you give some upcoming DJs? I got one motto, if anybody know me, still dream, keep dreaming. And my motto is never how you start, it's how you finish. That's it, man. Like, keep dreaming, guys. It's no, it's no age limit on it. It's no, it's no ceiling to when it's going to happen. So keep going. Even, I don't know, the greatest it take time. Absolutely. That's it. Yeah. I'm not done, though. No, 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 no. Come on, ask me some more. I got time. What's the difference between No, nah, not that question. Don't ask me that question. Ask me another question. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just I'm, just I'm just playing, man. What's up? Man? Talk to me. What's the difference between spinning on the radio and in mm. clubs? Radio is, of course, programmed. So you got to follow up. Do you get any type of free reign? No. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> no. You won't catch me saying that on camera. No. But the radio was this. The radio is this, one way, one highway, one, one lane, so you don't switch. You know what I mean? The club, I go down a dirt road, I take shortcuts, back road. As long as I keep the, the crowd in that same vibe, I can go the back way. And I can play something that I feel that is dope. Not just playing records. If you come to the flame, anybody tell you come to the flame, I got a security guard. Mm -hmm. I'm that mind state, like, you got to talk to him before you even talk to me. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm buffering out, like, if you're not for real, there's no need to talk to me. You got to go, no disrespect to any artist, you got to be for real because I got this crowd and I want to be for real. So if I'm playing it, I'm for real about it. I feel that. I'm for real. So if you get to me and it, should, we should talk outside the club anyway, but if you get coming to the club and you, want, you got that vibe, you got that record and you feel good about it, because I could tell everybody, Got that same that famous line, but you'll know sometime when that artist is for real. That artist is for real, and they got it. And I have played records that I never met an artist, and it was the one one. Hmm. I'm talking about the one, one one, for real. What's some of the hottest records in the club right now that you? Right speak? now, we know you, three cell phones. You, you, I'm about to say because you, if you want to ask me, the hottest three records out is three cell phones, of course. Three cell phones, of course. <laughs> and you can't even forget about the, the hottest record out. Three cell phones. Come on, the, man. The club version, the instrumental. <laughs> the club the version. The clean, the Disney version. <laughs> every record that I'm playing on. No, no, for, for, for real, for real. But we bubbling hot, man. Y'all please support the kid, man. Three cell phones, future, future. Cash money, rich gang. You got any uh, shout outs you want to get before we wrap it up here, Swamp? Shout out to mommy, man. Shout out to my mother. Shout out to Bootsy, my daughter. Love you to death. Shout out to my family. You already know what it is. They power us. When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludacris. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. 
Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois.